This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A DUI loophole. Not Viva-ing Viagra. Heads you get arrested, tails you go free. Baseball's sad lexicon. And Rick's brush with Don Zimmer. Plus, oh, broadcasting another- legend Stan Lawrence. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opi production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, we're into our 101st episode of Minutia Man. Welcome. I, I like talking when the music is going. Yeah, because you, you used to not be able to do, able to do that. Yeah. So Dave now comes out to uh, my house, and we record this live uh, five feet away from each other. Mm-hmm. And I just want to report that uh, he's already bitching <laughs> that he has to hold the microphone because I don't have a mic stand for him. And that, how heavy is that mic? It's got to be, that's got to weigh it like just, three just ounces. It just doesn't seem right. It seems like I'm a cheesy lounge lounge singer. and That's a part of it I love. See, uh, well, here, g- give me a little lounge singery. Come on. Uh, I'll, I'll do some later for you. I'll do some later for you. It's but then, not unusual to be loved. Oh, we can't do that, can we? <laughs> no, we're not supposed to. Okay, so that might be yeah. edited out. I'm All right. Well, no, it's fine. Um, so anyway, uh, here we are uh, for another episode. Dave and I have actually been spending quite a bit of time together. We were together for a, a book signing in Evanston last weekend. Richard Reader, a great book. Great signing. Yeah. Great signing. It was a packed house. Great space, too. The Ice House gallery in evanston so if you're in the local area here and you need a space for an event that was an awesome space. that was and richard did a nice job but you know some some authors are a little more uncomfortable in front of a crowd uh, <laughs> richard is not <laughs> no he is not richard actually did break into some lounge singing <laughs> he's great yeah, he, he, he's really good he loves the shtick yeah so if you uh have a chance to go see richard uh which you will have there will be more chances to mm-hmm. see him in the coming weeks also then on wednesday night we were at uh, our favorite bookstore Susie at the bookseller the yeah. bookseller on uh in Lincoln Square there on I guess that's on Lincoln Avenue it's on isn't Lincoln, it? right near the defunct the brow house yes I had a moment moment of silence as I walked by the empty brow house uh, but uh, Brandy uh, Richardson and Becky Sarwate uh, both were there doing a reading from their book obsessions and that was fun and Ronnie Woo Woo with his Ronnie Woo Woo came out First time he was ever in a bookstore. The Sean O'Meter guy was there. Star-studded. No Clydesdales, though. There were no Clydesdales. No, there were no Clydesdales. So that was pretty cool. I think uh, it was was a fun week for us. And Chuck Coppock's book is being released pre-sales today, right? That's right. It's available now at EckhartsPress.com, and we're going to have a bunch of uh, appearances coming up with Chet in, in the coming weeks as well. Uh, and we have a guest again. So last week we debuted our new feature, Celebrity Minutia Minute. Mm-hmm. And this week we have another guest. Uh, so look forward to that uh, in the coming uh, next 25 minutes or so. That's called a tease. In the business, <laughs> that is, that's a tease. Coming up will be uh, uh, radio and television broadcaster Stan Lawrence from Chicago. So, Well, you look great. Again, coming, oh, out, thanks. coming out here just makes me... Just realize how much better you wear your fat than I do. You know, I I have I had a dream the other night. This is a true thing. I had a dream that I had a giant tapeworm, <laughs> and that it was from like my neck all the way to my belly. Okay. And the doctors found it and said, "Oh my God, this is why he's fat." 
this worm is so big inside of his body that that's the reason he's become so fat. It's a 42 and a half pound worm. <laughs> and they took it out and I was back to skinny Rick again. Really? Yeah. Well, well you would think the tapeworm is good because when you eat, it would eat the food. I don't, don't, you can't logically analyze dreams, but I thought, I thought that was fun. Well, I noticed you, and again, I don't want to get all weepy. I don't know. Weepy is the right word, but, uh, at the at the book signing that we had at the bookseller, I looked at you and I'm like, you look thin. Have you? And, and then you told me that you are riding a exercise bike, yeah. an hour every day. I am, yeah. That's pretty. Yeah, that's I turn on the news and I hate pedal. <laughs> <laughs> it really works out fantastic for me. <laughs> it really goes by like that. I mean, I, I don't like watching as much news as I used to. Right, for obvious, for obvious reasons, reasons right, yeah. Sure. But I, I turned it on now because I feel like it. You know, when you see a train, a train crash about to happen, yeah, you know, like, you can't, oh my god, it's about. To, is that train going to crash? There it is! <laughs> I don't believe it. And so when you're watching that and pedaling at the right. same time, you'd be amazed. Well, you came in third of the Tour de France. <laughs> yeah, I could right now. <laughs> I could, guys. I, you know, everyone says I've, I was telling another friend the other day that I'm doing an hour a day, and they're like, an hour? Yeah, that 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 is very commendable. But it doesn't seem like that much to me. Are you pedaling? I am the whole time. Uh, What's your heart rate getting up to? No, I don't know. I don't know anything about heart rate. So I'm probably not doing it correctly somehow. All right. We should probably uh, do some minutia because that's what we're here for. Uh, uh, Rick, um, perhaps my favorite jingle. Please cue the Florida jingle. Oh, okay. Here we go. What's wrong with you, Florida? Rick, this comes out of Indian River County. You ever been to Indian River County? I have not. Um, I have heroes in my life, right? I've got. I think Abraham Lincoln is a hero of mine. Yeah, Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. Paul Canerco. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And Uh now Earl Stevens Jr. from Indian River County. Because Earl Stevens Jr. and actually, if you're named Earl Stevens Jr., you have to live in Florida. I think think that's that's a rule. That's pretty uh, typical Florida name. Well, he got stopped for drinking and driving. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought that was legal in Florida. <laughs> well, well, evidently it's not. But Earl Stevens Jr. said he was not drinking and driving. He was only drinking at the stop signs and the stoplights. <laughs> There's a loophole there. <laughs> well, I never thought of that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Stevens said he's never had a valid driver's license. And <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Officer, uh, how can I know the rules? I, I've right. never taken the test. Right. I don't. You right. can't arrest me for that. Right, right. exactly. Uh, well, so actually, a, they were in a drive-through. I guess a drive-through fast food restaurant. I don't know. And a woman in front of her, uh, the the woman that was in front of him, kept on getting bounced, okay, you know, yeah, getting bumped. So she got mad and she called the cops. And he was obviously inebriated. And again, his excuse was is that. He wasn't drinking while he was driving. He was only drinking when he was when he was stopped. Um, he drank all the way from Port St. Lucie to Indian River County, and he probably tried to get behind trains. You know, tried to. He went out of his way to go to school uh, stop stop areas or whatever. So James, or I'm sorry, Earl Stevens Jr. is now. I believe we should induct into the Loophole Hall of Fame. Now, I did some research about other great loopholes throughout okay, history. Yeah. Would you like to hear it? I would. Um, back in 2007, Minnesota uh, enacted a um, no smoking indoor 
um, law, like yeah. pretty much every state yeah. in the union does, right? Yeah, and by the way, isn't life better since then? Although I still miss, like, you ever go to Sabatino's on Irving Park? Yeah. I yeah. still miss going into that place and just seeing the piano bar there and all the old people smoking. I still kind of miss that. Do you? Yeah. yeah. We were, but generally, that's we the were, only time. When we were in Europe, um, we went into a, a restaurant in, I think, in Amsterdam, and they were smoking in there. Mm-hmm. And Sean was like, oh, my God, what's that smell? Yeah. yeah. Like he had never been in a restaurant with smoke. Yeah. That, no, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Um, however, sometimes with bars, bars kind of like, you know, back in 2007, yeah. when you drink, you want to smoke. So this yeah. bar was upset that they enacted this law. Now, there's a loophole. in Well, the, the law states is that you cannot smoke indoors unless you are in a play or a performance. Ah. Okay. So the owners of Barnacle's Bar uh, decided to just say, hey, this is not a bar. This is performance art. <laughs> okay. We are just doing this big play here. Uh, see that bald middle-aged guy there? Yeah. yeah he's just playing a part. <laughs> he's actually a 32-year-old English guy. That's, you know? a, that's a nice loophole. Uh, right. So they did. Uh, it did not work. They still got fined. But I huh. thought that that was an interesting uh, loophole. Yeah. Um, did you ever see the movie, the Adam Sandler movie? I think it's called Punch Drunk Love. Did you ever see that one? I uh, know. Well, anyways, his character was a guy that tried to um, seek loopholes when it came to like consumer goods and okay. promotions and yeah. whatever. Well, this guy, whose name is David Phillips, and he was a University of California civil engineer, he realized the Healthy Choice did a promotion where if you got 10 barcodes from frozen dinners, you'd get 1,000 frequent flyer miles. Okay, so he bought 12,150 cups of pudding and was awarded 1.25 million frequent flyer miles. <laughs> you know, I hate people like this. Oh. I, when I used to work in radio and we'd have rules for these contests and, you know, you had to spell it out. There would be, there would be people looking for these loopholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if, if you're, you know, it's a trivia question. The answer could be blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So therefore, I'm also the winner. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. owe me a Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, David Phillips ended up getting it. And this yeah. is my favorite here. Do you remember Do you remember when you were sick in the 70s, like home from school? Yeah, ginger ale. Well, yeah, ginger ale. And what did you watch on television when you were sick? In the uh, mornings. You didn't watch soap operas. What else was that? Uh, I don't remember. Game, game shows. Game shows. Game shows. Exactly. Yeah. So do you remember the game show um, Press My Luck or Press Your Luck? No, I don't. Uh, basically, the, um, the, the, the the crux of it was is that they, they had, you answered questions and if you got it right, you got to press a button. But it had like a roulette wheel of lights. Okay. And you had to press it when it hit like, you know, when a thousand or whatever yeah. it was. I love game shows. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> so this dude... Um, I'm trying to find his name here, which I, you would think that I would be able to find it. Anyways, this guy, oh, Michael Larson. Michael Larson taped the game show, and he realized that there was one pattern that the lights would always go on. Okay? I guess it wasn't truly random. So what he did is he flew to L.A. Oh, my God. He got on the show, and he won $172,000. Unpress your luck. Wow. So that's like those guys that count cards, you know. Yeah. I mean that there's a reason why they're not allowed in any right. Vegas. Right. I imagine <laughs> yeah. Mr. Larson is not being invited to any like twenty thousand dollar pyramid or anything right now. But uh so there you go. Those are some loopholes, but uh, And I'm sure he likes being um 
compared to the guy who stops at stop signs <laughs> yeah, to right, drink. Right. Earl Stevens Jr., <laughs> my new hero. All right, I've got some minutiae for you. Yeah. Remember uh, Viagra? When that never came. heard of it. So when that came, it came out. I tried it. I did not inhale. <laughs> I've never. I've actually never tried it. But it came out twenty years ago. And when it first came out, I you know I was thirty five years old. Mm-hmm. I wrote a parody song for Landecker and the Legends because they were all older. Right. You know, it was sure. a funny thing. Uh, but in my song, I anticipated what was going to happen with this drug. And that was that the guys would be like, wee, this is great. And the women would be like, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. And I wrote a parody to the tune of Viva Las Vegas, uh, calling it Viva Viagra. Now, it later got used by the Viagra people. And we sent them the copy of our song. And they actually later used the song and that didn't you know give us anything for it but i'm sure they say it was a complete right. coincidence that they started using it just like your dancing edos too but anyway my la- the last verse of that song shows you that i anticipated what was going to happen all right um I don't, I don't think i can sing it but uh it, it, now it's good. now when i pull up my pill i'm looking for a thrill but my wife just rolls her eyes she says put that away just for today go hang out with the guys <laughs> i'm back to being her sexual pest i'm going now to give the little woman some rest man oh man these pills are the best you know <clears throat> viva viagra sure. so uh, with uh that in uh history books i read this letter this morning this is from e-magazine Diane von Furstenberg. You know who she is? No. She's a famous uh, fashion designer. Okay. And she's, you know, like in her 60s, 70s. Okay. She she looks like uh, uh, Helen Gurley Brown a okay. little bit. You know, sure. she's kind of like that Cosmo girl right. from the 50s, 60s uh, era, you know. When you could smoke in a bar and everything was fine. Yes, exactly. Diane Verstenberg says, Viagra is the worst thing that has happened to women in the last 15 years. <laughs> The designer made that statement during a recent interview with the Times UK. Von Furstenberg argued that men could father children long after a woman's fertility declined. So she said men struggle with getting it up created a certain fairness. Right. Sure. Okay. For men, it used to be all about get it up. Can I? Did I? There was a certain fairness there, she said. A woman couldn't have a child after 40, though, even though that doesn't exist anymore. But the man could have a child until 65, but sexually after a while, yeah, you know, it was like, like right. uh, yeah. Now with Viagra, they just feel like, yeah, hey, we could do, let's get it. Let's do it right now. Right. Yeah. So that's why she says it's the worst thing ever. And I think most women agree. Well, I would not know about that. Yeah. I've never tried it. No. You know what? Who needs, you know, who needs that extra? You know, uh, I don't have the energy. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like, hey, uh, we have uh, plus a- they, uh, it has all over there. Uh, you know, I might have looked at the uh, labels once or twice. It does. Uh, they do not recommend it for people with uh, high blood pressure. Yes. Right. Uh, now we do. Bridget and I do carry the bathtubs up to the top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, right. So that we can be side by sure. side. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. but that's, you know, that's about You're it. You're still reading poetry and going to the wineries. All the right, exactly. Uh, well, you know, I like one of the side effects of Viagra, Viagra was 
uh, if your erection lasts more than four hours, yeah. uh, contact a doctor. <laughs> you know what? I, who I'm contacting? Who? Yeah, CNN. <laughs> Dude, did you guys see this? It's like four hours, 22 minutes right now. You got to get a crew in here. <laughs> I'm going to pass out any second. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If you want an interview, do it now. Uh, hey, we got a winner. Oh, winner, great. winner, chicken dinner. And guess, guess where this winner is from? Wait for it. Florida. Oh, uh, Sarah Myers from Bonita Springs, Florida. She retweeted and she followed us and she was our random winner in our retweet and follow contest. Uh, she receives a copy of Lost in the Ivy by Randy Richardson. Nice book. Uh, Chug a Chug by Scott Redman. Uh, and I'm a Chicago coffee mug. There's only like 15 of those left. And um, uh, that's it. That's okay. pretty good. Yeah. Right? Congratulations. Um, how, do, how, did she, how did she win? All she has to do, Rick, is she has to retweet and she has uh -huh. to follow us on Twitter. Okay. And uh, she gets entered into a random drawing and she was the winner. Well, yeah. that's fantastic. Sometimes we have a lot of entries. Yeah. Sometimes not so much. Yeah. So uh, we didn't, you know, we, the odds are pretty good. Actually. Yeah, you've got to start retweeting us, folks. This is your chance. I mean, this is just free money. Well, you could get that on a Chicago coffee mug on eBay and make easily oh, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. I would, I would think. Yeah. And Five, 500 bucks. Um, and please subscribe to us. Yes. Where, where did people do that? iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Yeah. We're front page of the New York Times regularly. <laughs> uh, so, yes. Um, you know, I did run into an old friend of ours uh, this past week, and he said... Uh, Hey, I heard your 100th episode. Mm -hmm. It was exactly like the other 99. Like, yeah, we didn't say it was going to be different. Hey, we had a new jingle. We had a new jingle for that one uh, sh one show. Um, I got one more here. Okay. Got some time? Yes, got I do. Got a busy day that you got here? Yeah. Hey, uh, by the way, is it a little warm in here? It is pretty warm in the, here. Did you turn off the fan? When would I have turned off the fan? Maybe I turned off the fan. Hang on a second. Oh, there you go. Ah, uh, yeah. Got an overhead fan. Video shows cops using coin flip to decide whether to arrest somebody or not. This <laughs> I'm intrigued. This comes out of Georgia. Body camera video shows Georgia police officers laughing as they use a coin flip app. Evidently, it's an app you put on the phone that mm -hmm. replicates uh, uh, to decide to decide whether to detain a woman. Because it takes so much effort <laughs> to, to actually do I it. I mean, I know. I know. there's an app for that? <laughs> yes, there's an app for, for coin flipping. Uh, well, they detain a woman during a traffic stop, and they start doing shtick. Hey, yeah. Billy, what do you... Oh, I don't know. What do you think? We think we should uh, flip a coin. Well, they flipped the coin, um, and they arrested her. So, evidently, it didn't work in her favor, ah. uh, and they got caught doing this because... Here's another thing I understand. If you're a cop, yeah, uh, maybe don't do anything wrong because you've got body cams <laughs> all over the place, right? I mean, you can't do anything. Uh, without people knowing, so the Roswell police officer. Um, I'm guessing she she was not a uh, she is a white woman. Uh, you know what that doesn't say, but she wasn't interested in the shtick. Yeah, she was not happy about because the, uh, in Florida, uh, Georgia, Georgia. Yeah, if it's a if it's a black woman, they're not flipping the coin. <laughs> well, it didn't work for the Caucasian lady either. So, okay, uh, so there you go. So if you're in Georgia and you get um, stopped, go heads. All right. Actually, we have some audio for. Uh, wait a minute, uh, Dave. You can see me uh, struggling here, which this is, is something behind usually the scenes, yes. behind the scenes. You don't know where the jingle is. I, I just found it. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. 
So 108 years ago this week, mm-hmm. uh, the poem Baseball's Sad Lexicon was written by Franklin Adams, published in the New York Evening Mail. Probably the most famous poem ever written about the Cubs. Is this the Tinker Stivers and Chance? Yes, it okay. is. Right. Yes, yeah, so memorable that it probably got Tinker, Evers, and Chance into the Hall of Fame. Well, and the third baseman was Steinfeld, right? Yeah. Who didn't? Yeah. Who got cut? Because it, it didn't run. Right. Yeah. Here's, here's the poem. These are the saddest of possible words. Tinkers, I think it's Evers. Tinkers to Evers to Chance. Trio of bear cubs and fleeter than birds. Tinker and Evers and Chance. Ruthlessly pricking our gonfalon bubble. Making a giant hit into a double. Words that are weighty with nothing but trouble. Tinker to Evers to Chance. Mm, there you go. And that poem probably did propel that team uh, into... Uh, well, everybody knows Tinker's to Ever or well, Evers to Chance. Yeah. It was Evers, but everybody knows that infield. Yeah, Im- immortal, yeah, right? right? But it was just because of that poem. And it came out in 1910, um, which was actually the last year of their dynasty. Their heyday. Yeah. Until the present one, of course. Right. They played their final game together early in the 1912 season. And uh, even though uh, Franklin Adams was a Giants fan who wrote mm-hmm. this, uh, he may have immortalized them but in the next 14 years the giants were in the world series seven times and the cubs not so much not so much okay so that is this week's uh uh cubs feature we also have another we got we got features out the ass (laughs) out my ass here's another one a random name pulled out of rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities mixture collection selection assemblage medley assortment variety time now for celebrity potpourri with rick and dave so dave now has to carry the costco jar all the way over here which Mm -hmm. is such a struggle you want to just leave it here yeah why don't we leave it next to that vase with the ashes of your great grandmother <laughs> is that all right can we just put it right there yeah, okay all right yeah okay let's let's put let's put it right there so he has to pick a name out of this celebrity jar and i have to uh explain uh how i met this person and what the story is got one don zimmer Remember Don Zimmer? Sure, manager of the... He was a guy that like started in baseball when he was like 11 and worked there until he was like 90, right? Yes, yes. He he was uh, known as Popeye. Right. He kind of looked like Popeye. He was a Cubs player in the 60s mm-hmm. and Dodgers player. And, and then in the uh, late 80s, he was the manager of that uh, Cubs team in 1989 that the, went... The Boys of Zimmer. The Boys of Zimmer, right. exactly. Um and he was known for his like uh, very weird uh, in-game decisions. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he'd bunt. Uh, you know, when everyone would be like, "What are you bunting?" Right. No one bunts there. Didn't he always uh, shuffle the lineup to the yeah. batting orange, yeah. batting order? Yeah, kind of. Actually, kind of like the stuff that Joe Madden yeah. does now. And when it works, he's a genius. Of course. And then you're an and, and then the next year, right? Not he did so those much. same things, and they they went horribly wrong. So I think it was just a year or two after that magical cub season, Don Zimmer was fired. And I was working at uh, The Loop at that time. I was Stephen Geary's producer. And Chet Copics was the show right after ours. And Chet got Don Zimmer into the studio the day that he was fired. Like they fired him in the morning and that, or in the afternoon, and that night 
Don well, Zimmer was in the studio. He didn't have anything to do. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But he was uh, he was a short, squatty guy, <laughs> and you know he looked like Popeye, and he came in and he, and he looked ridiculous in a suit. <laughs> he was wearing a suit. I'm like. Well, this looks ridiculous because you always see him right, in a baseball, baseball uniform. Don't you think the grown men in the baseball uniforms look pretty ridiculous? Yes, but once you're used to no, it. No, I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying in general. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But he didn't look good in a suit either. <laughs> I think for him, that was a better look. So he came in and, and uh, he was there early and he sat down. He was sitting in the uh, producer's booth with me. And we just started chatting. And I told him, you know, what a big Cubs right. fan I was. I'm sure he's never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he looks at me and he goes, Well, that makes one of us. Yeah, right. He just got fired. <laughs> that's that's my story. That's all I remember about meeting Don Zimmer. But you know, it was it was uh it was a big deal to meet him. Well Well you were still you were still drinking the Kool Aid from the year before, right? I was. You know, I was so, I uh, was. Why did, he got fired the following year? I think it was Maybe the year after. So I think years. it was 91. It's a fickle. Fired. That's why I'm not a baseball manager. Yeah. You know, I, me too. They're too fickle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, you know, we certainly have the qualifications. Oh, yeah. yeah. Please. Come on. Sega Genesis 16. <laughs> I, I was 123 and uh, won the World Series. Uh, I, you know, I don't I hate to I hate to brag, but there were a couple of years there when Sean's was, was playing baseball, my youngest son, mm-hmm. that uh, they let me be third base coach a couple of times. Yeah. I kind of know what I'm doing. Really? Yeah. I kind of know what I'm doing. Did you ever wave a kid in? Yeah, I, I've totally. In fact, the reason why I was never allowed to do it again was uh, there was a pop-up, and I didn't tell the kid to stay. Oh, and he just And he failed. just he ran. And after the inning, the coach came up to me and was like, why don't you tell him to stay? Like, I figured he knew it was a pop-up, you know. Right. <laughs> no, he's 10. Yeah, right, exactly. That's your job <laughs> is to teach them the fundamentals. Oh, I'm sorry. But then there's a press conference and you're out the door. Well, we have some, a special guest we're going to have to bring mm-hmm. in here. So let's play the uh, audio and then uh, bring in our special guest. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. And your name is, sir? Stan Lawrence. Your uh, day job? I am a HVAC building automation systems project manager. Uh, and people know you because? Uh, Steve Dahlshow, Stephen Gary, uh, WTTW, uh, and then, uh, maybe in the post office. Well, <laughs> well, all right. So let me let me fill that in a little bit for everyone. Stan Lawrence was a uh, a contributor to the Stephen Gary show for basically the whole time they were on the air. Isn't that true? Together? Mm, not the whole time, but a huge chunk. Right. And that's how Stan and I got to know each other when I was Stephen Gary's producer. And, and actually, Stan and I did a show together called Ebony and Ivory. And Stan mm-hmm. went on to host a show with Seika. Yeah, Isn't that right? Sex. How yeah. are you doing? Um, and then he also went on to uh, work at WCKG and did a show with uh, Terry Armour from the uh, yep. Chicago Tribune, Stan and Terry. Stan and Terry show. Uh, so Stan has been around. Uh, but he's always had radio. Make me sound of... like a hoe. <laughs> he's always if had I like use a... that word. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's a podcast going. Yeah, whatever you want. Um, he's always had radio as kind of a hobby because you know you heard his day job. So, uh, except for during the years that you were at CKG, uh, you have been an engineer. 
Isn't that right? Yep. Well, that's and I. That's how I know you is you're the best damn HVAC guy in the city. That's how I. That's how I know about you. We had you rewire our furnace that one time. It was awesome. Coffee or tea, Stan? What's your preference? Uh, tea, herbal tea. Yeah, you are. You are fancy, aren't you? That fancy and, job yes. and that fancy tea. Any particular brand? Uh, I am partial to the red teas. Oh, okay. For your red BMW that you drive. Um, Stan, what is your favorite brand of toothpaste, buddy? Wow. Yeah. Uh, That's a toughie. I don't, well, because I don't necessarily buy the toothpaste. I use whatever's in the house. Yeah, that's and, how I am, too. And I personally like Colgate, mm. but there's a lot of Aquafresh in the bathroom. Okay, all right. So th- so we've got a little uh, market share issue here, yeah. right? Note uh, to Mrs. Lawrence. Yeah, uh, you're right. Who's a big listener, I'm sure. Um, you get one bag of chips on a desert island, my friend. What are you taking? Ooh, one bag of chips. Mm. I'm going to have to go with, uh, well, that's going to be tough. I was going to say Jay's, mm-hmm. but they are no longer owned by the Jap family, so I'm just going to go Ruffles. Okay. Oh, okay. Not a bad Traditional choice. Potato chip kind of guy. Last meal on death row. Mm. None. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. you're throwing a curveball there. <laughs> What did you do for death row? I'm going to go out hungry. I'm going to go out hungry with my stomach growling. All right. What's your number one favorite sports team? Uh, Living or dead? No, the uh, full team. You know, like a team that you can root for. Yeah, living or dead, as in current or past tense. So, like, 85 Bears. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. I would consider that dead. <laughs> Not in Chicago, my friend. No. Not in Chicago. They're milking that train for as long as possible. Uh, and I don't mean anything uh, by this next question, but uh, what is your favorite fruit? Mm, mango. Mm, you are you are fancy. You and your HVAC buddies eating mangoes. Uh, what's well, the... I have a West Indian background, so I have West Indian blood. Okay. Uh, well, considering uh, with the West Indies, what's the most exotic place that you've ever been? Hmm. Well, uh, I would say the Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> when Stormy Daniels was there. But, but, That's, uh, uh, dancers. Uh, we're talking more in terms of like locations. Mm, but one person's exotic because another person's mundane. Well, that's true. Okay. What's your exotic? Uh, well, I really like, I really like Maui. Okay. I have to say Maui. Sure. Okay. It's uh, kind of a, a, a sore spot with me, uh, having why? been Stephen Gary's producer for many years. And, and you never got to go to having Maui. Having never been to Hawaii. Oh. Uh, I went there every single year. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, who is your least favorite actor or actress? Least favorite. Wow. I don't know this guy's name, but well, what can I say that he's in? Well, all right, let me uh, Levitz, John Levitz. That's my least favorite actor. <laughs> okay, not a fan of John yeah. Levitz. All right, not a fan of John Levitz. And your favorite tool? It's a family show, so be careful here. Hmm. Well, that that's that's a hard tool for what? Uh. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. You're an HVAC guy. You know, your favorite HVAC tool. Well, that would be a multimeter. Oh, yeah. I knew he was going to say <laughs> yeah, that. Come on. It was an easy one. <laughs> uh, yeah, because what about, uh, as a bon vivant man of many tools, you know, <laughs> certain, certain tools, depending on what it is, like, you know, my... Uh, my cordless drill is my favorite around the house tool. Okay. If you know what he means. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Stan is very gadgety. So this is yes, a, I am. <laughs> the question I have for you is: What is the uh, defunct device that you miss the most? You know, the thing that people that used to be part of our lives that is no longer part of our lives. Ooh, well, you may not know what I'm talking about, but there was a tool that generates a tone generator that generated beeps so you would put it on the mouthpiece of a telephone and you could punch in the phone numbers and it would make the tones so you could dial phones in areas that didn't have a dialer on them uh and make outside line calls wow wow I guarantee you that no one will ever right. answer that question the same way and, again. And that was your favorite. That's your favorite defunct <laughs> device. Did, have you ever kissed a girl? Because that's extremely nerdy, my friend. Yeah, that was my favorite defunct <laughs> device because it was cool. You'd go in in my line of work. We'd go in places that thought that their phones were secure. You know that people couldn't make calls because you know you couldn't either. You, you know the the phone didn't have a dial on it. Right. You know, it was just a handpiece, mm-hmm. and you could get tone, but you couldn't dial out. And some places would protect the the top of the phone, you know, where you it's called the hook. Those two buttons that stick up off the top. Well, you can you can tap on the hooks and and make t- not tones, but create the the the, uh, the breaking of the circuit in order to dial out. But if you had a if you had a dialer, you just put it on the mouthpiece and it generated the tones, and it was much easier. You got an A in electric shop, didn't you? In high school, you were te- you were your electric shop teacher's favorite pet, or favorite student. You know, uh, Dave and I were actually having this exact same conversation <laughs> before you you checked yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> um, your favorite brush with greatness story. Oh well. Well, I have two. The evening I spent watching Andy Warhol shoot heroin. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now let's let's go on this one. What are we talking here? Uh, it was a party. I was at a party in uh, on the Gold Coast in the old, I believe it was in the old Hugh Hefner mansion. Oh, right where I used oh, to God, live. If, yeah. I lived right behind there. If I had a nickel for every time I was there, go on. And uh, Andy Warhol was there, and uh, he was partaking upon party favors, and I was sitting in the window smoking a cigarette uh, on the balcony watching him enjoy himself. And I thought, well, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, you don't see this every day. <laughs> Wow, I, 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 I hate to ask what the second story <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, okay, well, that is oh. that could be the best one we'll ever have, yeah, and yeah. this is the second time we've done it. So, <laughs> so thanks for blowing our wad right off the bat. Uh, and what's my the second other? would be my uh, the day I spent with Peter Weller, oh. RoboCop. Yeah. So we uh, had lunch at a Mexican restaurant, and then we went bowling. <laughs> 
And then that night, uh, we smoked cigars at Sullivan's. Wow. Wow. See, these are these are interesting stories. There's no my question. my best my best brush with greatness is I got into a car accident with Werner Klemperer. That's <laughs> well, but we'll talk about that later. Um, your favorite 18th century painter, 18th century, and our listeners will know if you're fudging dates here. I don't know that I have one. Okay. Um, let's see, uh, 18th century. Uh, isn't there a dude named uh, Bonicelli? <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's That's say, the let's spaghetti say yes. sauce I use yeah. too. But go on. Yeah, I, I don't think we would have known. Yeah, he could have just said any name right. at all. So that works. Um, I know that this doesn't. I know that's a stupid question, but does racism exist? Hmm. Well, if you have to say it's a stupid question, <laughs> then I'm going to say that. Uh, yes, it does. Issues. <laughs> You might be part of the problem. <laughs> Stan, I want you to tell the story of the day that you, I, and Weiser went out together uh, to have a, have a drink one time. Because, I, you know, oh, I have, I have friends that. I have friends in my life that are, uh, uh, you know, of a different political persuasion than I am who insist to me that racism is essentially over, that it doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. Um, and, you know... It's first of all, that's ridiculous to say, but uh, you know, Stan is uh, a darker hued individual, <laughs> and he has has experienced racism firsthand. And there are there are stories that are not funny, or or interesting uh, in terms of you know they're just sad. But then there's stories like this one with Wiser and I tell the story. Well, but first of all, you have to preface this that uh, anybody that does not know that racism still exists doesn't watch television or is just they're so racist they don't they don't see it i mean look at what happened to the lady wearing the puerto rico oh, I know. We shirt just talked about in the yeah. forest preserve yeah, i know it's like what was that <laughs> yeah and that was in chicago <laughs> yes yes All so right. uh but back that that would have been in the 80s that the three of us had gone out to dinner and we were at north pier and I think what was that called? The Baja Beach Club? Yeah, or yeah, was that it? Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. And uh you and Wiser walked past the doorman and walked in and then he stood in front of me and said I couldn't go in. And I go, Well, why not? And he goes, Because you're not wearing a collared shirt. <laughs> yeah. Not a collared shirt. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, Are you sure you didn't not- say collared shirt? <laughs> <laughs> no, a, a collared shirt. I had on a I had on a pink sweatshirt, yeah, uh, because I, I I like wearing pink, yeah. You know? And Wiser had on a collared pullover, and I think you were wearing a button-down shirt with yeah. a collar, right? Yeah, probably something fancy because I usually yeah, that's you very but... very formal, yeah. So the the two of you guys turned around and saw me stopped at the door, and came to the doorman and go, hey, what's going on? And uh, I said, hey, you won't let me in because I'm not wearing a collar shirt. So you guys decided, well, if I wasn't going in, you weren't going in. So the three of us went out, but we decided to uh, see what would happen if we switched shirts. Ah, social <laughs> experiment. Nice work. Yes. So uh, Wiser and I switched shirts. Wiser put on the the non-collared pink sweatshirt, and I put on his white pullover, 
And uh, the different guy, though, different doorman was at the door. Yeah. So we got to the door, and uh, all three of us we just kind of walked in single file, expecting that Weiser would be stopped because he didn't have on a collared shirt. But he was not. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, but we actually saw the guy that stopped me. And we walked up to him and said, hey, he's not wearing a collared shirt. Aren't you going to put him out? And he kind of gave us, you know, one of those frat boy, yeah, yeah. lower lip frown kind of looks. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's I love that story. Uh, I lived it, uh, but it, you know, I, there were many others. And, uh, and anyone but, who thinks, but my question to yeah. you is: yeah. Had you not been there, would you have believed me if I told you that it happened? Yes, yeah, I I would have because I was with you know. I remember another time when you know you were, we were trying to get a cab somewhere, and you were out there, and and no cabs were stopping, and and uh, and you're like, they're not stopping because I'm black. I'm like, yeah, right. He goes, all right, you come out here. And I went out there, and immediately the cab stopped. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is real. <laughs> so well, that was good to see. Well, I remember, yeah. real quickly, story. We, I don't know if we were at Bobby Skatefish's um, book signing. We were all there, and it was right before the election. And I had a discussion with you, and you're saying there's no way Donald Trump is going to lose. He's going to win the election. And this is when all the polls were yep. you know, veering. In. And I'm like, come on, you're crazy. He's like, no, man. And you are right, my friend. Um, it's alive and well. The scourge of racism. Well, thank you very much, uh, Stan, for being part of this. So one last question for you. Uh, who is your all-time favorite white male radio co-host? Co-host? Oh, my personal one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you kind of stacked the deck. There, didn't you there, <laughs> right. right. Bob? Yeah. <laughs> FYI, you better answer it, Rick, okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to say it was uh, Bobby Bitterman. Okay. There you go, buddy. <laughs> All right. There you go. You'll right, be well. getting a $500 gift certificate from Spiegel catalog. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for joining us, Stan. I appreciate you being on the show. Assalamu alaikum. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Bye. So thank you very much to Stan. Good guy. He's a nice man. Good guy. He looks just like... A little gadgety. He's a little gadgety, a little, a little quirky. <laughs> a little quirky. Yeah, uh, and uh, but looks just like... Uh, Morgan Freeman. Mor Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he's a dead ringer for yeah. Morgan Freeman right now. That's not racist to say that. No. I, he really does no. <laughs> look like he does. Right. It's not racist if it's true. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, so if you'd like to know more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at Eckhart'sPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. Those are our companies. Um Models uh, yes. under the umbrella. Uh, you can also email us at minutiamanpodcast at gmail.com. And again, we talked about following us on Twitter. Please do. We've got like 5,000 followers yeah, on close Twitter. close to it. 4,200. So uh, check and, us out. And uh, when uh, Twitter deleted a whole bunch of Russian bots last week, yeah. we only lost like 300. Oh, we had 300 bots? Yeah, it was about 300, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I, I didn't lose any on my regular. Yeah, we lost like 300. Wow. Right. Well, that's, I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah, exactly. Right. We were huge. Wow, that's fantastic. We were huge. Uh, so the, we are produced by Tony Lasano of Opie Productions, distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. <laughs>
The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?